0: Oh, and welcome back to another episode of our compost podcast. This week, we will be talking about the concept of nature versus nurture, um, which is uh, highly debated. Uh, and uh, I guess people haven't really gotten to one final answer. It's it's mm-hmm. it's a very subjective and um, sort of complicated topic. So I'm excited to dive into it. Um, as usual, we are not, uh, professionals. We're not medical professionals. We're just two people having a nice conversation and trying to expand our brains and hopefully yours as well. Uh, so please take everything we say with a grain of salt. We are always, um, you know, encouraging critical thinking. And if there's anything we say that, um, you know, you're like, "Hmm, I don't know if that, if that, if I agree with that, please send us an email. We would love to hear from you. Um, and. We, yeah, we're just working to, working from uh, a place of trying to continuously educate ourselves and uh, start new conversations. So mm-hmm. uh, as I said, we are not medical professionals. Please take everything with a grain of salt and um, yeah, let's dive right in.
1: Like everybody, we're just learning and trying to, you know, further our understanding. And obviously uh, we both have done research on the topic, whether how deep or shallow that is, that is varied. But we, we want to learn just like everybody else. And I think nature versus nurture is an exciting and very interesting topic. It is definitely, it was very prominent of like, I don't know. There's a big debate about maybe like 10 years ago, especially when it came to sexuality. I know that. Oh yeah. That, that's very Absolutely. personal when, uh, being being gay or queer of any sorts was more on the rise people were always questioning oh is that nature or is that nurture and that's something I definitely heard many times being conversed by peers teachers and other queer individuals
0: absolutely and it's actually come up uh the nature versus nurture debate uh is something that's sort of been talked about throughout history I think oh, yeah uh you know the ancient Greeks were were talking about nature versus nurture and uh you know I think there are a lot of I think it I think it yeah, I think it has come up in a lot of different um situations throughout history because mm-hmm. you know, some people uh really believe that uh you know you are born person that you are and you are you know you're born with all of your genetics and all of your genes are already in the spots that they're in and you know they're all already all very very specific uh and then you can't really change throughout Mm -hmm. your your life because you're already sort of pre
1: predestined Yeah.
0: yeah exactly whereas other people think that um you know depending on where they stand on the debate they believe that you know sort of the opposite end that uh, everything that you are and who you are and who you become is uh, based on your environment and your experiences. So mm-hmm. it, and it is really interesting because they're, there, you know, hypothetically and potentially could be um, sort of proof for either or. Yeah. And that's why debate has gone on for so long. I right? also think
1: that it's an extremely evolving topic because as, of, as our understanding of the human mind, and our genetic genome evolves, the, the debate evolves as well, which is why it's continually grown is because back in the Greek Roman times, they didn't have the idea of the human, like genetic build, but now we do, and we, there's markers and specific things that we link to certain things, and that, as that, that has evolved, so has the conversation
0: absolutely and i mean even if we think like i don't know if you're thinking like if I, I maybe i don't know if it was just in my science class but i'm sure it was in most science classes there's like the little diagram of uh the eye color charts about like yeah. you know if you have two brown-eyed parents like what are the percentage uh what is the likelihood rather of your um having like blue eyes or green eyes mm-hmm. and then you know if you have a brown-eyed and a green-eyed parent what is the likelihood of you having you know et etc etc yeah yeah the um,
1: the it's the traits the
0: uh but like scientifically we've been able to identify and and look at Mm -hmm. at, at, and like prove um all of this stuff and so it's interesting because I think that for people who who do believe that uh you know nature is is you know how we were set up I think there is you know like I said there is a lot of you know scientific evidence that goes um towards that. But I want to also uh, say that there is scientific evidence that uh, goes towards nurture as well. Like I was reading in my textbook, um, one of uh, an, ex- an excerpt that I thought was really, really interesting was uh, called The Genie Project. So I'm just mm-hmm. going to read a bit of it to you if sure. uh, that's all okay. right. So it says the best way to determine whether people are capable of acquiring language once they have passed puberty would be to run an experiment in which one or more children were reared in such severe isolation that they were not exposed to language until puberty. Now this is important because uh, what we were talking about earlier in the textbook was about how language develops. Mm -hmm. So this is talking about how language develops. So they are, um, they, they are telling the story now about this, little girl named Jeannie. um Jeannie's father locked her in a small room at the age of 20 months mm-hmm. and kept her confined until she was 13 years old her social contacts during this period were limited to her mother who entered the room only to feed Jeannie, and her father who beat her when Jeannie was rescued she weighed only 60 pounds did not speak had not been toilet trained and could barely stand Numerous physicians, psychologists, psychiatrists and linguistic professors observed her linguistic ability and played a role in teaching her language and socialization in what was termed the Genie Project. Language development followed the normal sequence of much younger children in several ways. However, five years after her liberation, Genie's language remained remained largely telegraphic. She still showed significant problems with syntax, such as failing to reverse subjects and verbs to phrase questions. Fortunately, when she left the hospital and was no longer cared for by the numerous people who tried to help her, she lost most of the language that she had developed. Jeannie's hmm. language development provides support for the sensitive period hypothesis. Uh, so the sensitive period hypothesis is um, about um, uh, uh, the, the early stages of like when when babies start talking and learning and mm-hmm. so that's like the the sensitive period uh for language right um but then it says although Jeannie's language problems might also be partly attributed to her years of malnutrition and abuse mm-hmm. so then the malnutrition and the psychological abuse is again like that that is a, a nurture thing yeah, right the nature rather than nature um I so think she the, never required- the
1: article i have spoke to language as a paradigm case within nature and nurture because although languages in particular, like Japanese and Yoruba are not, and you don't innately know language, but the capacity to acquire and learn a language could be a human talent, like a genetic trait.
0: Okay, that's really cool.
1: Right? So like, if you when you think about it, it's like you don't you're not born with the ability to speak a certain language, right? You don't just know Japanese, But each individual could have a better or worse capacity to learn languages, which could then inform nurturing, right?
0: No, exactly. And I think, like, again, like, even even if we're even talking just, like, scientifically, and we're Mm -hmm. thinking, like, nature scientifically, there is still uh, scientific evidence, as we see with the Genie Project, Mm -hmm. that, that, that shows that, like, you know, you need... Some element of nurture. Oh yeah, you can't just leave your child in a room for for. And they'll know a language, yeah. And they won't, yeah. They like, how can you develop? You don't know what you don't know. Like mm-hmm. you learn from your environment, etc. Right? And I think, yeah. So I don't know. Like it's like I personally, like I have no idea where I stand on the nature versus nurture debate because, like, I know that mm-hmm. there are some things that, like, I find are things that like I feel like they come very naturally like you know Mm -hmm. and whether that be like anxiety like I've always been a very anxious person and that's okay that's just how I've always been but like you know sometimes like if I sort of think back and I think back on like my life and the experiences that I've had I do wonder you know do I react in certain ways and do I have certain feelings and emotions around things and is that because of how i am naturally or is that because of the experiences that i've had because while i know that you know i've been anxious for all my life does that explain why i feel and react the way that i do now still and like etc like you know i Mm -hmm. think so it's it's really hard because and i think you know especially like and i can only really think for myself and 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 compare for myself because i only really know myself which is just that, you know, like, I don't think anybody, I don't think there is a right answer. I think that it is, but, but I think it's interesting that it is still such a debate.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I think, I think the, one of the biggest misconceptions of the whole nature versus nurture is that it, they're alternatives that it has to be one or the other. Where ah, re- realistically you can have, it's on a case per case basis, you can have things that are more nurture Uh, oriented and other things that are more nature oriented right like sometimes certain things will be more one or the other or both at the same time but there's always been a huge dichotomy between that it's one or the other like that it it can't be both
0: yeah and like and just to like just to like not to go off on a tangent by any means but you know i think it's interesting that our society like how we mm-hmm. have evolved up till now like if you think about it you know it's not just nature versus nurture and you know this sort of black and white thinking in nature versus nurture it's also you know the gender binaries mm-hmm. and the sexuality binaries and like these things we have these like ideas that society does know,
1: like to say see things in black and white
0: yeah like one or the other black and white and i think it's interesting that um you know we have scientific evidence for both nature versus nurture you know like we have scientific evidence for both you know quote-unquote sides of the argument when really like it, it we have scientific evidence that proves that both are accurate um so i think i think and you know i think what people sort of end up sort of talking about and thinking of the most is sort of you know which one is more prevalent which one mm-hmm. can we basically and i think it comes down to uh a a lack of control and a a wanting of control Hmm. um i don't know i don't know if that really makes sense but you know i think you know the reason that people care so much about nature versus nurture is because you're you're worrying how your child is going to grow up right like you know or or you're trying to understand your child uh because you know and 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 i think that a certain extent parents do need a certain amount of control over their child to keep them safe because children don't have the capacity to like understand certain things like you know when certain things could be dangerous or, or or unhealthy and stuff like that kids kids don't know those things right so parents like their role is to make sure that their child is safe and learning and growing um and and again to a certain extent you need a little bit of control so i think mm-hmm. that part of the nature versus nurture debate is is sort of how do we and i mean at least i hope this is where (laughs) i hope this is where you know the 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 sort of wanting of control is coming from for most parents but it's it's wanting your children to grow up to be good safe healthy people Mm. right like i feel like that's most parents uh hope for their children is that they grow up to be you know self self um self-starting, you know, able to take care of themselves, uh, you know, and, you know, hopefully creative, passionate, like, you know, happy, all these things. But a lot of that does, it does have to do with, you know, the environment you grow up in and the Mm -hmm. parenting that you receive and the kind of opportunities that are available to you and like your socioeconomic status, right? And I think that it's, it's the lack of control. It's, it's the not having parenting be an easy, like cookie cutter, picture perfect, like kind of, of experience. And I think that that is where a lot, like, I mean, maybe that's, maybe that's just a me thing, but like, as I was doing the nature versus nurture, um, uh, research you know there was like there was this one little bit uh also in my textbook that was sort of talking about uh these two parents in toronto who had three children and the third ch- child that they um had they decided to raise them uh gender neutral and let mm. them choose uh the gender that they felt they uh, identified with the most so like i guess when they did their like baby announcement they like wrote on like facebook or in the email or whatever it was they were like you know um they're not basically we our baby doesn't have a gender they'll tell us their gender when they're ready and like we're not going to tell you what their genitals are because it's not Not your business
1: business. yeah i mean there's a whole rise of gender neutral uh yeah Yeah. it's very it's become way more popular letting the child decide what gender they identify with rather than forcing something upon
0: them exactly and i think i think you know I think that in our evolution up till now we've definitely you know there there's been i'm not saying that they're the correct structures to be put in place but Mm -hmm. you know there have been structures put in place um that our society has you know sort of been successful in some areas i mean we won't even i don't know society is such a weird thing because like society by definition includes like everyone right mm-hmm. like it, it's not just you know one person group of people but but it also you know when we talk about society usually what we're referring to is you know the people on top of the, the, the top majority of
2: the food, right? yeah like- right which
0: is usually white people and so i always feel weird being like blah 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 society because it's like we're i feel like i'm excluding but Anyway, I think. I mean, you know, in terms quote, of unquote, this kind society, of stuff, gender
1: affects everyone. So. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, but but I think like you know, quote unquote, society has run with gender stereotypes, mm-hmm. and that has been, you know, sort of successful in certain ways. I mean, we're still here, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um. But but I think you know, I think I'm very happy to hear you know that there's the rise of gender neutral parenting and stuff because. I think giving your children that, even just that choice about who they are, and 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 letting them decide how they feel instead of enforcing Mm -hmm. gender stereotypes on them. I mean, they're Um, taking
1: out the the nurture aspect of gender.
0: Of gender specifically, yeah, and leaving it more to nature. Yeah that's because gender that's not something can be nurtured by Mm -hmm. someone gender is yours gender your gender is in your head it is your experience it is not anybody else's so when you are raised and reared um you know
1: in a safe space where you feel
0: that you are going to be that like a specific gender and not given any other option and that you are expected to be an act like i mean that's why there's so much confusion for uh 2 lgbtqia plus people coming out is because they you know aren't given the option to and then they have to discover that themselves and feel like they're doing something wrong because they're not fitting into the cookie cutter version that their parents want for them like that's not really fair right Mm -hmm. like in my opinion that's my opinion yeah um but i also know that uh, a lot of people don't believe that gender is in your head they believe that gender and sex are the same thing which it's not yeah um and i think that people I think there's a lot of societal pressure. Like, I mean, this is how our society has run. I mean, when
1: when you have a society that believes that it's either nature or nurture, that there's one choice or the other, and it's not, there's no leeway in it, you you get situations where certain Mm -hmm. aspects of human beings are being attributed to one side or the other. And in a lot of the cases, especially with gender, a lot of those presumptions are false or are not substantiated or completely ignored because if you try and explain it in a way that is not what society believes it's taboo. Right. So then you don't talk about it.
0: Yeah, And then if you, if you go against society as well, you know, and, and now I'm saying society and then, you know, I'm referring to society, society as the big bad, but like, you know, individuals, um, So diverse. Oh yeah, right. I mean, we use the term
1: society to bunch us all together, but there's so many yeah. individual parts. Like
0: there's so many individual parts, but I think right now when I'm referring to society, I'm referring mostly to like the the social hierarchies and mm. the people in power who enforce these social hierarchies. Yeah. Um. You know.
1: I mean, it's the proper use uh, of society in this specific context.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> oh, pardon me. Um another thing about nature versus nurture is just like i feel like as a child you don't have as much choice as you think you have Mm. if that makes sense like as a child you know you're very egotistical you're very egocentric you you are involved in your own life in your own brain in your own experiences because that is you haven't developed like empathy yet like you don't you don't know how to relate to people in that uh, in that way because you just haven't learned that yet and because you're young and that's okay yeah but i think with nature versus nurture and the way that you know we have people with very Uh, polarized views about nature versus nurture we end up having um children growing up and being brought up with the ideas that their that their way of life is the only right way Mm. i think that that is one of i think that that's one of the biggest issues issues that we have in like in society, but also with the nature versus nurture, is that we, you know, in society, we we do we have very black and white thinking, very polarizing views, and I think that people don't always like. I think there's an element of fear, to be honest. People yeah. don't like change. People don't know how to change it's, because it's like not, you said you know, earlier, we're it's very control, right? Things. Yeah, we're very used to doing things in a certain way, and when and then when you have people who are brought up in a certain way with without the you know idea being presented to them that you know there are other ways of life and there are other ways of existing that are and different thinking. to how you exist and it's not scary it's just different different oh yeah you know but then so we end up having these continuous cycles of people know being brought up and being afraid of trying new things and understanding different mm-hmm. cultures and and you know family dynamics and stuff and not not to say that you know every you know every way is right because not every way is right but also not every way is wrong, wrong. yeah and like you know i think like in like for example in the story of Jeannie, this little girl who was severely physically and psychologically abused and neglected for so long. Like, I can't, I can't imagine what her life was like, but Mm -hmm. like, you know, imagine what her idea of, of, of life is like, Mm -hmm. right. And, um, right. That was a bit of a sidetrack. Imagine what her idea of life is like. Um, but I mean, really like, you know, we only know what we know. Yeah, and when we are constantly being brought up in this sort of society and idea that like only our way of living is right, but then everybody is having that same experience, I think it just exacerbates the problem. Like, I don't know if that makes sense. Like, I don't no, know I, if that I think... if that like thought had made sense, but like, yeah, I just feel like I just feel like the way that we are currently. Living is very fear-based. and yeah. we just keep it on.
1: And and like, and we're nurtured in society to have a very strong sense of self-perspective, right? That our views are are the right views because that's how we perceive them. And that is, yeah. like you said, that is damaging, because that leads to not understanding the people around you. And as a whole, we are a society. We have to work together. The only reason the human race has gotten this far is because we're a group living. Soci- like we're group living creatures right we we come tribes and clans and build societies and towns and otherwise humans would have died off many many years ago
0: oh yeah and i mean the thing about that too and i think what was funny is that the thing about that is that we need each other yeah to be like we couldn't build these cities and towns as just one person we no. couldn't do this scientific research with just one brain we couldn't Right. And and, 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 um, and we have
1: relied on singular marvels and advances in technology and science from individual people that have then contributed to the whole people. of society. If we didn't lean on these other people for their knowledge, their understanding, their breaking outside of the box, then we'd be stagnated.
0: Exactly. Like, you know... I- I, I don't know if if you've ever really heard like people being like, you know, this is and this is a, a, a common argument for people getting not getting abortions. So mm. I myself I want to make it very, 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 very clear. I am pro choice. Yeah, I believe that a Both person's body side. is their own and that if they if they are not in a position to where they're ready or wanting to have a baby that they should have every right mm-hmm. to to not have a baby. Yep. like a, because a baby anyway i'm not even gonna go there yeah, that yeah. Is a completely different topic <laughs> different topic it nurture versus higher, nature banana i know i know i know um but i i just i feel like um you know there's an argument that i've heard and i think you know i grew up in a christian uh church background so um I heard the argument a lot, you know, that it's sort of like, you know, well, what if that baby that you abort is, is, you know, got has the cure for cancer, Yeah, well. you know, or, or what if that baby you abort is the person who's going to, you know, find the cure for uh, climate change, you know, how to scientifically reverse climate change, you know, like That's I have ex- heard these like
2: <laughs>
1: that wild things and it's
0: just, <laughs> what I, I know. Right. I like, I, I find that annoying because I'm like, yeah, you're
1: like, okay, please. sure. I bring this child that could potentially have the, Knowledge quote unquote, or the ability to figure these things out, but if I can't provide them a suitable environment where they are reared into a position where they can make use of that knowledge thinking whatever, then they're not going to find that th- that's not something that's going to be there right like
2: exactly
1: and that's exactly. nature versus like, nurture I mean, too, like this kid could to, like, be. A homeless- And and a prodigy, but if they're raised in an environment where they're not eating healthy, they don't have love and care, they're not provided all the tools that they need to grow, they will not be able to make use of that inherent intelligence, quote unquote. Exactly.
0: And like saying saying to young woman or person a young person who be who has become pregnant
2: mm-hmm.
0: um you know saying something like that to them when they are not especially in today in in this day and age mm-hmm. where you know are like <laughs> i mean oh my god so many so many ways i could go but in today's day and age where people our age you know in their teens 20s 30s have to work as hard as we do oh yeah Get the things that people in previous generations were able to get with a quarter of the amount of work that we are having to do
2: Mm
0: -hmm. um you know it's it's not reasonable to say to a young person you should just you should just have this baby
2: yeah because it's like first of all
0: first of all it might not be financially feasible the person might not be ready to have Mm -hmm. a child and i think it is so fucked up to say to somebody even if they're not ready to have a child that they should have a child because you are condemning that young mom or that young parent who the rested their life with a child that they were not ready to have. But
1: we could make the same they argument are- that having that child, maybe that person who is having that child is the person who would be, who would cure cancer. But because they have that right? child and all the money and funds and financial resources, energy, and time go into raising this new human being they were not ready for, they never get to the point where they are able to make that discovery. Right. So it's exactly. a stupid argument.
0: Exactly. And and it's just it's so unkind, too. It's like it's yeah. Like, and it's oh, also belittling pregnant, the weight of child raising. Yeah, well, but it's so messed up because it's yeah. like, oh, you got pregnant because you you know, either your birth control failed or mm-hmm. you were not raised to know, you know, our, in at least in Canada, our sexual education is severely lacking um so you know you either your birth control failed or you didn't have safe sex because you didn't know any better or you did know better and you chose not to have safe or sex s- and that something is still happened. okay <laughs> yeah
1: condom broke and, and you, you were lied to and you, and you, you were raped yeah, and or... you got
0: well and you got pregnant and you don't want to have that baby but then having it's so fucked up to say to like a young person like well you really just should have that baby just yeah. because because that baby's life is that's worth right that's you are condemned to have this baby and parent when you're not ready when you don't have the financial or like so fi- like social resources you don't have you know maybe you're you don't have a car you don't have like you know and and I, like i think personally i think it's very selfish to become a parent when you don't have the financial or emotional or time resources that you need to to, no, completely to agree. actually rear that child properly like I think it is so selfish when you know you.
1: I would never are, want to bring someone know, in the world that I couldn't provide for, right? Like it, because you, then
0: you are you are bringing that child into the world to suffer along with
1: you. Yeah, it's, that's it's not, not fair. fair. And it's like it's I, not fair. I, if I was brought into the world and my parent decided that, or if they couldn't, because it wasn't possible, provide, to protect me, raise me, and I suffered the entire time. That's that's awful. I'd want to provide my child with the utmost care and, like, loving, beautiful family and raising that I could.
0: Yeah. no, absolutely. And, I mean, as somebody who did survive in a really mm-hmm. messed up childhood situation, I can tell you that, like, you know, so many things have been forcefully stripped from my life mm-hmm. and, and taken away from me. And, and... You know opportunities that I should have had, and like health that I should have had. Yeah. You know, adverse childhood experiences are real. You know, you do get sick when you when you um experience a lot of abuse, and like I don't think it's fair to bring a child or multiple children in to live like into this world to live in 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 terrible circumstances. Like no. you know, and and one other thing before we before I table this conversation because I know we're talking about nature versus nurture, That's but okay. one I'll, other thing I'll, that I can... once
1: you're done, I'll segue back into it
0: perfect oh you're brilliant um one thing that i find very frustrating about um one thing that i guess i have heard and maybe it was because of the area that i grew up in i grew up in a very small town Mm -hmm. um but i i did hear a lot uh of of uh sort of women sort of say well you know i want to have a child so that i have a best friend so that i have you know um somebody who will take care of me when i get old and you know all of this stuff and and I think that that's really fucked up like that. Maybe that's just me, but like, you know, yes, having a child because you want to have a child and raise them and raise a beautiful human being. That's going to come into the world and create positive change. Like that's different, but having a child specifically Mm -hmm. so that you have somebody to put your emotional baggage on is fucked up. That is not acceptable. And I like, there should be a difference between the way you talk to and treat your child than the way that you talk to and treat you know other adults and peers and Mm. friends and at least until that
1: child is an adult and is their own individual being
0: well even then though you shouldn't be telling your child all of you know your you know deepest you know secrets and stresses like Mm. that's you you your child should still be able to look at you and be like this is my parent that i can still come to because you your child when once they turn 18 that doesn't mean that your child then should be able to turn around and start taking care of you. No. Your child should be able to live their life and and do what they need to do and you know grow in the way
1: they need pursue to grow
0: what they want to pursue. Not, oh, I'm 18, so now it's my turn to just take oh, care yeah. of my mom and be That with should my never be the an
1: expectation within a familial no. relationship.
0: No, and and I'm sorry, but if you are in a position before you have a child. Where you're like, I already know that when I become old, I am not going to be able to take care of myself financially or just in general. You should not have a child to condemn them to that.
1: Or don't that have the expectation fair. that they have to. Right? Like, no, just... you,
0: should be, you should be using your financial and intellectual resources to help yourself. Mm-hmm. Not to burden your child with taking care of their parent. Yeah. That's not fair. Anyway, yeah.
1: okay. But th- this I'm is <laughs> our little... Sidetrack from nature versus nurture. But a a lot of that stuff is still relevant in the sense that making these kinds of decisions in an adult is making a nurturing decision that can dramatically affect an individual, right? Absolutely. Right. A lot of these things that we've just talked about are a lot of nurture based decisions, but they lean on nature based traits of a human being that get affected. So, like, that's the thing about nature versus nurture is that, like, the, the effects of nurturing only can occur because there's specific nature traits that we have that allow us to learn, right? Like, our brains are wired in such a way that they are flexible and plastic and our synapses fire and we build new knowledge. But all those things are traits that allow us to have nurture events interact and affect us in specific ways.
0: Absolutely. And I mean, I think that's such a good point, because like, I feel like that basically what you said is like almost another sort of way, way of saying generational trauma, Mm -hmm. because like, just like to go back, I guess, (laughs) to what I was just (laughs) saying, and to, to use that as an example, like, hypothetically, you have this mom, who's like in her like 20s or 30s or whatever, who's fucking burnt out as fuck, because that's the exact position that this person has been in,
2: mm-hmm. you
0: know, that their parent had them and weren't really able to take care of them. So they let so they lived in a severely needy and, and destitute household where the child had to pick up more responsibilities than they ever should have had to pick up because they were a child, but it's because that was the, the family, family that they it. were born into. Yeah. And, and then that, so, so, the mom has the child with the intention of of having that child take care of them when they get older. And then it becomes this cycle of, oh, this is what I had to deal with. So, this is what my child is going to mm-hmm. have to deal with too. This is just life. It's a learned behavior. You know, this is just how life goes. It's a learned behavior and it's passed down. Yeah. You no. Know? And I think, like, I mean, I'm not nature. saying I- yeah. Like, and I'm not saying by any means that I'm a hero, but I know for me, mm. I'm stopping that cycle with myself. Oh yeah. Like, I, first of all, I think we might've covered this in one of our other <laughs> episodes, but it is very prevalent for me is that I do not want to be pregnant. Being mm. pregnant freaks me out. Makes me uncomfortable. Um, but. And I, I can't also, get you know, pregnant. So. Well, <laughs> yes, I'm sorry about that for you. <laughs> um, but. Uh, you know like i don't i don't want to be pregnant i don't want to be pregnant but i also mm-hmm. know that because of my life and the way that my upbringing happened and the way that i have had to work so hard to take care of myself as an adult um and and sort of work to make up for the stuff that i that i missed and that i lost as a child you know i don't think i'm ever going to be ready to be the kind of parent that i would want to be right um because i'm always constantly for the rest of my life going to be dealing with what i had to deal with when i was a child Mm -hmm. and i know that that sounds kind of dire i know that that sounds kind of you know like oh like i'm going to be suffering for the rest of my life and that's not what i'm saying what i am saying is that because of my experiences i don't feel like I have had enough examples of positive, loving, mm-hmm. kind parenting and and healthy parenting to be a good parent myself. Yeah. I, I I you also know and carrying I think the that burden
1: that's of all, that trauma too, right? Like you uh, all...
0: I was gonna say I think that that's another thing is that like that's another thing that was taken away from me is the confidence and the 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 want to be a parent. Yeah. It's because like I'm just terrified that I will mess up my child the same way mm-hmm. that I was messed up, right? Like not the same way, but you know. You know, I...
1: You'll mess them up in your own unique way.
0: (laughs) My own unique way, exactly. It would be my deepest shame and biggest regret if I brought a child into this world and brought them up to feel as conflicted and hurt and shameful and disgusting about themselves that I sometimes feel about myself because of the way that I was brought up, Mm -hmm. right? Like, I and I think, you know, I do wonder. Sometimes I wonder if people think the way that I think you know, because I know that my experiences, while they were not unique, they also are not completely, um, you know, super common. So no, I do. But the way if- you,
1: you, as an individual, have interpreted and internalized those experiences, based on your nature, the way that your brain breaks down information and retains it, is extremely unique, right? Just because two individual people experience the exact same things doesn't mean that the way they interpret it and build upon themselves from it are the same.
0: That's a really good point. I think, again, that that is...
1: Which is a nurture versus nature thing, too.
0: Absolutely a nurture versus nature thing, but I think, unfortunately, that also is, like, a consequence of the abuse that I suffered, Yeah. right? Yeah. Like...
1: You were you were nurtured in such an environment that has informed the way you make decisions, and you. It has the way informed you,
0: the way I make decisions, and I think that yeah, basically, what I I guess what I what I am trying to say is like, I wonder sometimes if the reason why I think the way I do is because of the trauma and the abuse, you know, mm-hmm. like. I mean, you are constantly
1: I, fighting a nature versus na- nurture battle internally, right? Because you of yeah. yourself, like for all we, we know specific human traits such as anger and violence and are linked genetic to our genome. There are specific traits that make us predisposed to those kinds of behaviors, right? You yourself could be predisposed to like kindness and understanding, but you have been raised in such an environment that makes it harder to do or more difficult. Maybe not specifically you because I'm not you, but I'm using you as an example to explain (laughs) the concept. (laughs)
0: No, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Um, I think I think that is a really good point. Um, I think I think it also exactly what you said though. Like, it, it, it I do think that generational trauma plays a really really big role in nature versus nurture and people's stances on mm-hmm. where they they believe you know, you know they fit in or where they should it should be on the you know nature versus nurture mm-hmm. spectrum. You know. in in air quotes. (laughs) Yeah. But um, you know, I I feel like I feel like the nature versus nurture debate, like I not that it's irrelevant. I don't think it is irrelevant, but I think that I mean because every person has so many different variables that affect them and it is like nature versus nurture like some of them are you predis what are you predisposed to genetically and then what are the you know behaviors that you learned growing mm-hmm. up in your family like you know what are what was deemed as normal in your family and you know what was deemed as abnormal in your family and you know how did your family talk about people who were different than you how did people talk about you know other other religions mm-hmm. other other cultures etc like I think that all of these things do play a role but I think that you are right about the generational trauma and about how those things can be passed down uh like genetically um because just like you said um you know maybe you're be, you're predisposed to being kind and understanding I also know that since I was born I have been incredibly sensitive in every Mm -hmm. single way like my skin my body my emotions everything like i
1: have the article i read it it states behavioral genetics have shown the temperament emerges early in life and remains fairly consistent (laughs) through an individual's (laughs) lifespan that much of the variation among people within a culture comes from different genes rather than in like a learned behavior um and yeah, that in some yeah. particular cases, the genes can be tied to specific aspects of cognition, language, and personality.
0: Love that. Which is... Well, exactly. Yeah. So, so for me, I know that, like, my grandma was very anxious. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that she was incredibly anxious. And my mom... Was also considered to be pretty anxious, but was also considered to be, like, pretty, like, rambunctious and stuff. Like, she was mm. a little bit less fearful. But when I was born, I was sensitive. My mom said that there was, like, a two-week period where every day, every moment that I was awake, I was crying mm. for two weeks. Because I was just and, – and the doctor was just like, it's colic. It's, you know, she's she's just sensitive. She's sensitive to her environment. You know, her, yeah. her eyes are Too much at stimuli. the age where – exactly her eyes are starting to be able to actually like see things that are farther than like i think like four or five feet in front of her so she's being she's overwhelmed you know she's overwhelmed Mm -hmm. and then like when i got older like my skin was very sensitive like you know all of this stuff and and so i have been very very sensitive since i was born but i also know that you know when i was quite young when my grandma would take me who was also very sensitive and i looked up to my grandma because she was you know my grandma um she when she would like take me to the bathroom in in, like a restaurant she would bring like a little can of like Lysol and like wipe everything down first and like those were my sort of initial uh experiences in the world which Mm. was you know kind of very fearful like I I became very afraid of germs I became very afraid of getting sick and you know and so I think that partly that was influenced by The way that the people around me nurtured you treated their environment as well, right? And like you know, it reacted to their environment because you learn how to react. Like you know, most most babies don't really have like a fear reaction because they don't know that it's something to be afraid of. They Mm -hmm. look, you know, toddlers look to their parents when a new person comes in the room to see how their parent reacts to them. Uh, so that they know, so that they get their cue for how to react to that stranger in, in, in the future. So like, you know, if, if your parents have like their best friend come over and it's like the one, uh, you know, they're the toddler for the first time, you know, and they're like, oh my God, hey, how's it going? Oh, I missed you so much. Oh, I'm so excited for you to meet my baby, you know, like, and then the baby sees the parents being so comfortable and happy, then the baby is going to be much mm-hmm. more likely to to be accepting and friendly and and warm towards this stranger, but if the parents show any kind of um, reluctance, you know, fear, discomfort yeah. or reluctance exactly, then they then they will they will most likely react in a not a fearful way necessarily, but it might become fearful depending. Yeah. I mean, the child uh, on will on the take on the traits. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And That's how children learn. Yeah, right? um, children's like, brains
1: are extremely malleable right? They're, exactly. they're made to be, they're made to grow, right? They're made, they're made to, to learn. Grow. You learn the best when you were younger, because that is when the brain is most likely to learn things. That's why we learn languages easier when we're younger than when we're older.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I feel like there's no right answer you know no like it's, I'm it's... always one of those people that's like I I always typically like to think things through and mm-hmm. then get to like
1: a solidified conclusion
0: like yeah find a conclusion even if it's not perfect like I like to find some kind of conclusion but I think the reason why the nature versus nurture debate has gone on for so long and has that been... there is
1: no conclusion
0: yeah, there is really no, I think that it is, it is, it's relative. It yeah. depends oh, yeah. on so many factors and, you know, I think the more we learn, the more complicated it's going to be like, the more we learn oh, yeah. scientifically, the more variables and and different aspects of, of, of our brains and our bodies and our emotions and, and how we learn, mm-hmm. like, these are all things that are going to change how we view the idea of nature versus nurture. But I think that in the past, um, our our idea of nature versus nurture has been very um black and white like we were saying before there was one or the other
1: i remember in high school when being gay was kind of becoming more acceptable there was so many people talking about it being one or the other that there was no in between that it's either you're gay because it's genetically coded into you or you're gay because you made that choice that you decided to be it and it was nobody ever, ever talked about like maybe there's both maybe it's none of the above
0: ah yeah. and it's interesting too because like exactly like you said it was it but was now higher, now we have a, a very
1: woman different woman. understanding of it right we know that it's it's not a choice right that it's
0: genetic yeah and that gender and sexuality are fluid as well oh, yeah. like you know you can however you however you identify. It's accurate to you yeah
1: and that but that's like, all that matters it's because it's
0: and that's all that matters personal but, to you. but it isn't really all that matters because as we know the nature versus nurture yeah. debate about you know why people are gay has gone on forever you know for a while and and exactly like you said it's people are either like well it's either because you know they chose it or because they were predisposed and there's no other there's no in between exactly yeah. like you said like I think that black and white thinking hopefully is something that we're moving away from and I think that you know I mean I, I don't want to be too hopeful but um I do see and hear like especially like in my school and mm. um stuff like that I hear a lot of people moving away from um very black and white thinking I think that sort of we are as a society using the word society again uh coming to a, sort of a correct normal- right Uh, we're we're coming to a a new understanding of life and how life can be um and i i i really do hope and think that we are moving towards a place of more understanding and acceptance but um i think that really what's going to need to continue happening is like critical thinking and open Mm -hmm. open open-mindedness and acceptance to differences that you know maybe we don't understand Just because we don't understand doesn't mean it's not valid, you know, like, I always, you know, for one of the things that my mom said to me when I was growing up was, um, you know, you can't control other people, but you can control yourself. Mm. And I didn't know what that meant when I was younger because I had like a lot of big emotions and I was like so sensitive and I felt very like sort of held hostage by my experiences, but you didn't feel um, like you had
1: control over yourself.
0: Yeah. I didn't feel like I had any control over myself, but I feel like, you know, as I've gotten older and I've, learned and and used my critical thinking skills um and and i've just learned so much more like i think for me basically with the nature versus nurture debate where where i sort of come to an end on this is like You just have to think critically you just have to think critically about your actions and about how you can be perceived because you know and i think you know there is a a certain level of education that you need you need to understand that children don't think the same way that adults do and you do need to treat them differently because Mm -hmm. you need to meet them at their level because that's where they're at yeah you know and and but i think that you know nature versus nurture it's all relative right like you know we could and if i I'm sure if we took like each specific person and dissected their experiences and did a bunch of scientific testing, there would still be no clear answer yeah there would be no conclusive answer as to whether nature versus nurture uh is the true prevailing- you know one that is correct you know I mean, like i a, think that
1: it's all it's very theoretical like exactly and i
0: it,
1: I think the article that I read ended in a no good way it ended with for every question about nature and nurture correct answer is some of each neither or both like it's not one that. or the other it's it could be any of the above basically it it be be leading directly other. into the it's irrelevant that it's a stupid and it's an un, like it's not a worthwhile argument because it doesn't it's not, lead us well, further
0: it's not a, here's the thing it's not a worthwhile argument anymore. No, I think that the nature versus nurture debate has has gotten us as as humanity has has really challenged yes. some of the ways that we think. It's made us think differently and more critically about certain things. But I just think that, like, as humans, as 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 humanities, as in our evolution, I think we've gotten to the point where we no longer need, need to hold it. on to yeah. that kind of black and white thinking. No, you're and right. We I agree with that. Part and educated enough to know that it is it is it's it's both.
1: Yeah, it's when both. I agree with that. I completely agree with that. When the argument first originated back in philosophers times when they were trying to figure out the human mind, it was a argument that furthered people's thinkings on what makes us think, what makes us us. And that has definitely had a good influence on pushing us forward scientifically, but yes, I I think nowadays with our scientific knowledge and our background in understanding the human mind, that it's it's not it isn't an argument that gets us anywhere anymore
0: exactly like i actually in one of the i just went back to one of the articles that i was looking at um and it says uh what is the nature versus nurture theory who created the theory um so it says the initial use of the nature versus nurture theory was credited to psychologist sir francis galton in 1869 Mm. um however it's unclear who initially you know, described the impact of genes in biology versus environmental influences. Uh, but then it says, around 400 BCE, Hippocrates described human behaviors as being biological, the result of four different body fluid types called humors, humors. Uh, yellow yeah. body fluid, blood, <laughs> black bile, and phlegm. Yeah. So i think that i'm as glad
1: we've evolved you, past that
0: yeah i was gonna say I think that as society we've moved past yellow bile blood black bile i mean phlegm, that that is not a asking, great conversation
1: starter how's your phlegm right? today exactly. how's your yellow bile
0: uh, how's your yellow bile doing i need to know i need to know where you're at in your nature versus nurture yeah you know yeah no um so that, that's I how far we've come we, at least exactly like just to just to put it in back even into Mm -hmm. more
1: perspective Perspective. it's
0: like you know we've we've sort of talked about and dissected the nature versus nurture uh you know argument in our theory argument in our in our podcast like in this episode now like to put it in perspective yeah like we really have come a long way into understanding how humans work how we think why we do the things we Mm -hmm. do and uh like i said like you know i think I think the fact that we got to the nature versus nurture um theory from yellow bile blood, black bile, and phlegm being the four different the humors uh, body fluids that describe your behaviors, like I think that's a little wild you know yeah. but but back then, you know it probably made sense in some way. it was the only they way they could to- explain
1: it, right is the
0: only way they could explain it and as humans we are always constantly looking for mm-hmm. explanations we are, we are curious. curious we yeah. want to know more and i think you know i think just you know I'm, I'm really happy that we came to the nature versus nurture debate but i think you know just like we moved past you know bod- bodily fluids as you know dictating our behaviors um i think we're moving past now finally mm-hmm. the idea that nature versus nurture is a um is like a spectrum or like a you know one or the other kind of thing and that you know we're able now to recognize that it's just more complicated than that you know um yeah Yeah. nature versus nurture this is one that i actually it's weird i think about nature versus nurture the concept of nature versus nurture pretty frequently i don't really know why it just pops into my head where i'm just like hmm like
1: i mean that's the critical thinking of it is that like you're (laughs) it pops up because you're probably thinking about your actions and why you're making them and nature yeah, versus exactly. nurture is kind of dissecting the idea of why you're making your decisions. Yeah, if, and, it was uh, a learned you know, behavior, well, if it's an innately inherent decision.
0: That's, and that's exactly it is that that's, I'm constantly doing that to myself where I'm like, you know, I'm sort of, I mean, and it's probably not good. I'm I'm basically constantly second guessing myself, but it's right. because I'm like, okay, like, am I passing on a behavior that I learned, an, an unhealthy behavior that I learned as a child? Or, you know, am I reacting in this way because of my experiences? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, so I do a lot of self-reflection because I have to.
1: Yeah. Well, um, I mean, everybody should be self-reflective to some extent. Not to some h- extent. Exactly. Yeah, not to harmful. I, no, range, but no yeah. i mean
0: i i do i do a lot of self-reflection because um because of my experiences yeah. i live in the constant fear that i'm going to become abusive one day so i dissect my experiences and uh and and the way that i treat people um because i am trying to make sure that yeah. i'm constantly keeping myself in check that i'm not like you know being becoming lazy and you know letting those learned behaviors from when i was a child um you know even though i don't feel like they're natural to me like i don't ever want those things to become a part of who i am or how people perceive me so i am constantly doing self-reflection and i think exactly what you said i think that 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 you're completely correct is that it's i'm always doing it to myself so i sometimes will you know see like different um things happen like at work or on the street or, you know, I'll see something online and I'll just think like, Ooh, I wonder like how much of that is like naturally like is the
1: person because of person who they and know. how
0: they feel and who they are and like, you know, how much in, of it is hormonally and, genetically, and how much of it is what they learned. And like, I wonder, I wonder who hurt them so badly that this is why they're acting this way. Mm-hmm. And they just don't know better. You know, like I, w- I will say, I think I am very privileged to be able to get the the amount of help which wasn't really that much but <laughs> the amount of help that I got and then being able to continue my education mm-hmm. at my own pace. Like I even though there have been a lot of different challenges that have come up, I think I I am very privileged and I have I have made these privileges for myself. Like I've had to do You've all worked so
1: this hard for them. Yeah. From the bottom
0: up. Yeah. But like I I will never knock I, the privilege that I have to be able to continue educating myself because I know that if I had lived my life the way that I lived it as a child and then I didn't have the opportunity to keep learning and to keep realizing that there are other ways of living and existing mm-hmm. that I I don't know if I first of all I don't know if I would have survived but second of all I don't know if no, i don't think i would be the person that i am today if i wasn't able to continue learning and growing and
1: for all we know you could cure cancer
0: <laughs> i don't know i'm not very good at science i think science is so interesting but i'm terrible at it. Like, oh my god fuck, oh, terrible i was just but doing do a callback <laughs> uh, no but. how
1: important uh being nurtured into a healthy environment can change a person no exactly but you you
0: know and you're exactly right you're exactly right you know maybe maybe if i had you know had a different experience as a child maybe i would be really good at science you know (laughs) maybe that would have been something that my brain would have really wrapped around and had the had the energy and the The capacity to to, to deal with you know as opposed to dealing with the stuff that i was dealing with at home right yeah like that's a really good point maybe i maybe i could have cured cancer. cancer yeah (laughs)
1: you you go to an interview and you're like you know what my biggest achievement is is i could have cured cancer
0: i could have cured cancer (laughs) you're welcome i'm very proud of it (laughs) that's awful oh my god but uh, Mm. i mean but i mean and i mean to bring it you know back is like you know when you think of how many people do suffer like Mm -hmm. you know everybody suffers you know i i am not ignorant enough to be like oh it's just me who yeah. suffered in, in life you know like there, everybody suffers if you say to anybody i mean what part of the living worst is suffering
1: which is really sad
0: <laughs> it is, it is sad but like i mean if you say to literally any person what is the worst thing that's ever happened to you something immediately pops up in their brain oh yeah right? everybody has an answer to that question we have all suffered especially because so, it's
1: relative i mean yeah yeah <laughs> so you could ask that like, question to someone that oh, i spilled coffee on my shoes one time to yeah. me and you, that's like okay. But to them yeah. traumatizing.
0: Absolutely. And and you know I don't know. I think I think that with time, you know, I don't know. I'm just thinking of like you no, know, I, I I I do look at a lot of news. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm that kind of person. I know. Ugh, so annoying. I do look at a lot of news just to sort of
1: I mean you enjoy of, it so I don't know if it's annoying.
0: <laughs> oh, I think I annoy all my friends. I like post stuff on Instagram and I'm like, "You should care about this." Oh, and it's... people are just like, "I'm just going to skip over that Instagram story." And I'm like, "Yeah, whatever." But uh, I look at a lot of news and you know, there's a lot of um stuff that I've read recently about like young people choosing not to have children because of the experiences that they've had as adults and, mm. you know, People choosing not to have children because they know that there are so many children in the world already that don't have loving homes, and so they're choosing to adopt as as opposed to, you know, uh, bringing another child into the world. And 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 I think, you know, there are. I just I, I think that there are a lot of different s- sort of systemic changes that we maybe aren't quite aware of yet. Mm. Um that are happening worldwide. And I think that, you know, it's not just you and me who are wanting people to think critically and and, you know I mean uh, it create changes, right? Like I, I think there are across the world a lot of people who are our age and a little bit older. Changes a little bit are younger, happening.
1: And yeah, yeah changes the next are generation happening. is and and a very think critical that, thinking generation, right? Like
0: Absolutely. We have and have a lot I, more I advocates
1: that, for change. Yeah.
0: You know what? I they have a lot more advocates, but I think as well, you know, a lot of people of our generation are standing up to advocate too,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I think that that is. I mean, it happens so every important. generation. It happens every generation. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. Of course, I'm not saying our generation started it by <laughs> any means. Obviously not. I mean,
1: we're the trendsetters.
0: No, no, no. but um, the trendsetters but just, for
1: change. I, That's a good organization exactly. and uh, I think, name.
0: I think. With every generation, if every generation has a little bit of spark, a, a little bit of new mm-hmm. spark to create positive change, I think that it to will it, that people will create positive changes. But, but yeah, no, I, uh, I guess, I guess my final thoughts on the nature versus nurture is just, um, I don't know. If you have a baby, just think critically. <laughs> and you, I'm serious, though. Like, I, know, I know it's I just like uh, baby, nurture nature. Like,
1: don't if you have a baby. <laughs> kind of relevant but kind of (laughs) not
0: i mean i think it is relevant like nature versus nurture yeah it's very
1: nature versus nurture is very prominent with children because that is where most of the information stems from because that's how best to study it so
0: well but also like if you have a baby think critically about Mm -hmm. where you came from yeah don't allow your trauma to dictate how you treat your child Treat your child like the fucking magnificent, glorious creature that they are. And even and, if they
1: shit a lot, you never know.
0: Well, I mean, all babies shit, though.
1: Yeah, but this baby could shit a lot.
0: <laughs> a lot. A lot. A lot of blowouts. Yeah, absolutely.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. But, um,. No, I think if, you're, yeah. if you if you choose to be a parent, if you choose to bring another life into this world, or if you choose to nurture a life that's already in this world that you don't know that well, you know, a child that you didn't build yourself, um, take the time to think critically about yourself yeah. and where you came from and think about what you want to instill in your child. Yeah, how your and, actions and, and
1: behaviors affect them.
0: And how your, exactly, how your actions and your behaviors will affect your child. Yeah. Because you can only control yourself.
2: Yeah.
0: I think I said that earlier in this yeah. podcast, but you know, as <laughs> it is the truth, you can only control what you do. You can't control other people. You I mean, can't that's control something baby, I live You can't control. Of the time. Well, but like, here's the thing like, you can't control your baby, but you can control how you react to your baby. Yeah. Who chose yep. to have that baby? That baby is your responsibility. And if you, you know, you you are the adult you are the one in charge so you get to set the standard so think critically and and you know don't pass on the things that hurt you and think critically about um
1: be introspective about your behaviors what introspective you've yeah
0: think about how you can be better think about what what you needed as a child and and what you can give to your child that you didn't have mm-hmm. that will maybe fill the, the, the emptiness that you had. Because again, we've all suffered. Yeah. We've all suffered, but babies are reliant on us. Children are reliant on us and being a parent is a lifelong commitment. Yeah. And you know nature versus nurture as, you know, basically as we've concluded, it's relative. Yeah, What matters is your action are your actions and your behaviors and how you, how you choose to raise your child. And, you know, I, I think, I think people really get sick of me saying this is that you always have a choice because mm-hmm. um, I say this a lot in my life, but you always have a choice Yep. unless you are not.
1: I mean, there's no situation to... where you don't have a choice.
0: There's no situation where you don't have the choice. Yeah. To, right. to like you, to you can be
1: forced life. to do things or put in positions where you don't feel like you have the choice. But there's always a choice.
0: Yeah. There's always a choice, and yeah. So for the nature versus nurture, choose better. Yeah. Choose better than what you than what you
1: what you were nurtured with, and what your yeah. nature provides. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's well. A, those
0: are my thoughts on nature I versus nurture. I think my
1: wrap up is very similar. I think that the argument as much as it was beneficial to us, it is less relevant nowadays and that we as a whole, as a quote unquote society need to just be critical about our decisions, what makes us us and how that will inform the next generation of people. Because realistically, like banana has stated nurture and nature all boils down to how it affects the people around us and how it affects us. And being critical about that it's important absolutely so that
0: um, i guess i guess one more thing which is a little bit off topic but i guess this is maybe maybe actually where i do want to end is remember to nurture yourself <laughs> if you manny Patty. Nurtured... Uh, what
1: <laughs> i said manny petty
0: oh my god manny petty yes <laughs> oh, oh my god i wish oh
1: money uh, nurture okay. ourselves
0: no, but seriously, you know, yeah. you don't have to continue suffering as an adult in the ways that you suffered as a child. Nope. You can choose to take care of yourself in the ways that you lacked as a child. And I think personally, actually, let me let me go back. If you choose to become a parent, all of the stuff that I said is relevant to you to you. But yeah. you know, nature versus nurture also affects you. And you you have the ability as an adult to choose to nurture yourself and you deserve to be nurtured everybody deserves to be nurtured that is that is something that every Healthily, human. Should i think that's have a good point the, to
1: make because there's yeah, negative nurturing I, as well
0: there is negative nurturing and and i think that i've every single person human being deserves to be nurtured and should be nurtured and that's part of what that's part of our needs we need to be nurtured so if you are not getting nurtured by other people or or family members or partners nurture yourself because if you aren't able to nurture your nature (laughs) if you're not able to nurture your nature then you're not going to be able to nurture someone else
1: yeah yeah no i agree with that i think that's (laughs) nurture your nature
0: (laughs) yeah nurture your nature okay i'm done i'm done i've talked for a long time
1: (laughs) We will call
0: that. Oh, thank you so much. For... Oh, sorry.
1: <laughs> I was just gonna say we'll call that this episode of Compost Podcast on Nature versus Nurture. I hope you enjoyed our conversation, as Banana was about to say. Um, and
0: I <laughs> guess uh, I was gonna say. Um, I I thank you so much for joining us for this conversation. Uh, this one is one that I feel like maybe I wasn't as organized as I wanted to be, but I, I think it went wonderfully. Really, am- I feel I feel so passionate about just people in general how mm-hmm. we interact with each other how we treat children how we treat ourselves like and i think like if if you know nothing else i hope that this uh conversation brought something new to your mind that maybe you hadn't thought of or that you didn't know about before um but yeah yeah. Retire your nature. Take good care of yourselves and hopefully you'll join us for next week's podcast. Yeah.
1: And if we have said anything that you don't agree with or you agree with, or you think that we're completely wrong, that we're idiots, message us. Tell us that. We'd love to hear it. I think that's the whole point of this podcast is having conversation. So our email will be linked in the description below along with our research notes or uh, yeah. So that you know that we did something. <laughs>
0: Exactly. So you know that we did our research. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next week.
1: Yep. Thank you for joining us. Bye.